Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back. If this is your first time here, welcome to the family. I want you to know that I appreciate you showing up. In this episode, I'm going to talk about being ordinary, or the pull of the ordinary. Now, when I was younger, in my 20s and 30s, I would actually state out loud that my greatest fear was to be ordinary. I did not want to live an ordinary life. To me, that was like the worst thing possible. Worse than death. But I don't know if I really thought about or was really cognizant of what being ordinary really meant. What exactly was I pushing against? What was I trying to run away from? I don't know if I really knew. I just knew that I didn't want the feeling that life was routine, that it was ordinary, a commodity, something that anybody could have. I wanted something unique. I wanted something different. There's a quote from Henry David Thoreau that really echoes this sentiment, and it goes like this. I went into the woods because I wanted to live deliberately. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the morrow of life, to put to rout all that was not life, and not, when I had come to die, discover that I had not lived. And then there's these words from John Greenleaf Whittier. Of all sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. Now, I have to admit, when I was younger, uh, I thought it was about the things that I did. You know, the actions, the adventures that I would be on. And I learned it wasn't so much the things that I did, but it was about how I was being while I was doing it. You see, I first walked on fire in 1988, hot coals. I did it because it was a revolutionary act. It was an interruption to the ordinary. And after you walk on coals, you know, more than a few times, even that becomes a little ordinary. After that first time in 1988, I walked on hot coals several times with a variety of teachers, but I actually became certified as a firewalk instructor in 2004 with Tolly Burkan. And uh, since then, I've walked nearly 600 times across hot coals. When you do something again and again, it is easy to fall into the trap. It's just like the thing that you did yesterday or last week, and you tend to take it for granted. You're not present to the experience. But the interesting thing about fire, hot coals, is that when you begin to take it for granted, when you're just not completely present to the experience, the fire has a way of reaching up and zinging you one. So anytime that I ended up with a burn after a walk, I got to sit and reflect. How was I being just before I walked, just before I took the first step? Was I ready? Was my heart aligned with my mind and my body? Was I congruent as a firewalker? That state of stepping onto the hot coals is the same as being in the zone if you play sports. Where every action is aligned, you're almost unconscious, yet you're completely present. That state has also been referred to as the flow state, where you're just completely immersed in the moment. And I've come to believe that when we are present, completely in the moment, when we're not having an experience, but we're actually being an experiencer, 
that life becomes extraordinary. It is no longer ordinary. See, that's the default way of being when people are just kind of on automatic, rote, routine. They're not present to the moment. They're not present with the people in their lives. They're not really connected with what they're doing. That's when life becomes ordinary. And I have to admit, it is seductive. The pull of the ordinary and the mundane is completely present in our modern life. Each and every one of us has a number of things that we need to do just to you know, fulfill the maintenance of our life. And those can become routine. Those circumstances, those events can occur as if they're just ordinary. And that brings us back to the idea that it's not what you do, but how you do it. This idea has deep ramifications for your spiritual life. You could just look at it as a nice philosophical point of view or insight, but when you really take it on, it can add dimension and breadth to your spiritual adventure in being human. So as we proceed here, I'm going to offer up a few ideas, a couple perspectives, some mindset shifts that when you adopt them can allow you to experience life as extraordinary. The first idea is there are no ordinary moments, only an ordinary mindset. So if you tend to find yourself becoming dull, lackluster, taking things for granted, taking the people in your life for granted, it's not them. It's not the circumstances. It's not that any other experience is any less than any other experience. It's your mindset. It's your attitude in being in that moment. So the shift that we have to make is to be present, to be present and accounted for, or let's say present and take accounting of. It's noticing all the subtle variances going on in your experience. Remember, it is experiencing, like being in communion with the event, being in communion. Like if you see a tree, touch the tree, hug the tree, be in communion with this life form. And I don't know if you've ever hugged a tree, but trees do hug back energetically. Now, if you hug a tree and you don't feel anything, just realize that you're not completely in communion with the experience. Because when you are, you'll feel it. When you're in conversation with people in your life, whether it's your children, your spouse, or just friends, are you talking at them? Are you talking with them? When you talk to them, look them in the eye. When you're listening, look deep into their soul as they're pouring out the secrets of the universe. Don't be sitting there stuck in your head figuring out what you're going to say next. Be present in a listening for your friend, for your loved one, for your children. See them. That's one of the greatest lies from Avatar. I see you. Really see you. I think there is no greater compliment, no greater gift to give another human being than to actually see them for who they are. See them for who they want to be. See them for all the possibility that lies within them. When you walk outside, stop a moment and close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath. What do you smell in the air? Even if it's not beautiful smell, like can you be present to whatever smells there? What is the temperature like? You know, sometimes I step outside and I just be with the heat of Texas. And sometimes it's well over 100. You know, what is the, what is the complete feeling of the heat? Where can I feel it in my body? 
it's important that I'm not in judgment of the heat, like, oh my God, this is horrible, or that it was cooler yesterday, or it's been hotter. Like, just be with the way it is today. If it had a color, what color would it be? You see, I'm engaging my senses. I'm living in a sensual manner. What do I see? What do I hear? What do I feel? What do I smell? Or can I taste anything? Take an inventory of the sensual information. And that brings me to an idea that da Vinci said. He said, people look, but they do not see. They hear, but they do not listen. They touch, but they do not feel. To me, that statement from da Vinci really speaks to the being present in the moment and really milking the experience for all the richness and texture that's there. So be sensually engaged in life. The next idea that I adopted that has made a profound difference is that I look at life as a grand adventure. Helen Keller said this, Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. And so if you were to step into your life as if it was an adventure, how might you engage with it differently? You see, every time you get up, if you really think about it, you have no idea what's going to happen today. You don't necessarily know all the different conversations you're about to engage on. You may have a general idea, but when you really think about it, anything could happen. Even if life is fairly predictable, you can set things up to where there's a certain amount of uh, unexpectedness that might show up. Maybe you have to take yourself out to meet some friends, go to somewhere new, have lunch with someone dangerous, someone that has an idea about the world that is antithetical to you. I love to have conversations like that because that's when you're growing. Remember, when you're growing, you're green, and when you're not, you're rotting. It's like a garden. And so that idea brings me to the whole idea of growth, really being immersed in the learning and interested in life, knowing that all you know is all you know, and what you don't know, you don't know. You don't know, you don't know it. And so there is always something new to learn, always a new perspective to adopt, new lands to see. Life can be a daring adventure. Yet this is the thing that really disturbed Helen Keller. She was blind and deaf. She had limited interactions with the world. And people would say they were going for a walk. And when they'd come back, she'd ask them, how was your walk? And they'd respond, well, you know, it was just a walk. And she's like, well, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you experience? You see, every event for her was an adventure waiting to unfold. This is why I simply love sunsets and sunrises in the span of about 20 minutes in watching the sunrise or watching a sunset. You can see a kaleidoscope of colors moment by moment. You're seeing an entirely new sunset or an entirely new sunrise as the sun moves from the sky and plays with the clouds and the light reflects and refracts through the air. It's oranges and yellows and blues and purples. I must have easily 2,000 photographs of sunsets and sunrises, probably more than that. But I stopped taking them because I realized that the picture doesn't really capture the essence of the experience. It's just a snapshot. And we have our memories. We have our recall. And that is not the experience. 
The experience really only truly lives in that moment. Once you begin putting words on it, once you begin to describe it, it really isn't the experience anymore. It's something else. And this is why spiritual awareness, spiritual enlightenment, really can't be talked about. It has to be experienced. In the beginning of the Tao Te Ching, it says the Tao that can be spoken of is not the Tao. My charge to you, my urging after this podcast is I want you, or I'd like you to, step into the moment. Make a practice of being completely present. If you happen to be driving, begin looking at the different cars. Look at the flow of the traffic. Look at how some are moving faster and some are moving slower. Every person has a story that's there, and you're immersed in their story in that moment. If you're doing something else, if you're sitting in a room, if you're exercising, become present to the feelings in your body. The next conversation you have with someone in your life, look them in the eyes, be present with them, really listen. What is it that they want? What is it that they need? What, how can you best serve them in that moment? Approach it with the attitude that William Blake presents in this poem. To see the world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wildflower. Hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Life is a daring adventure or nothing. Well, I hope you found value in this message. I hope it had instigated some new ideas, reminded you of stepping into the present moment. If you're new to the podcast, you're more than welcome to join us at our Facebook group, the Align Self Podcast Listeners Facebook group. And when it's asked, how did you hear about the Facebook group? Just say, on the podcast. And if you're inspired and you haven't yet done so, whether you've been a longtime listener or you're fairly new, um, please leave a review. Tell me what you think. I read every one of those. They not only assist other people in deciding whether or not to listen to this podcast, but um, it fuels me. It encourages me to keep going. To It tells me what you like to hear. And one more reminder before we go. My membership program, The Vault, where you have access to a number of courses, material, teachings, hypnotic audios, meditations, is now open for registration. Just go to yesdaniel.com and you can learn more about it right there. This is Daniel Danovi suggesting, urging you, compelling you to follow your bliss and live the epic life. Thank you.